The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WHIO and Cox Media Group. This hour is sponsored by There is a Season. America's top talk shows with breaking news, traffic, and weather. WHIO! W-H-I-O. There is a season Welcome to There is a Season, the Bob and Gloria Show. This is the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf, And I'm Gloria Shanahan. Thank you for joining us. And as always, if you'd like to add your insights to our topic today, we'd love to hear from you. 457-1290 is the number to reach us. That's 937-457-1290. Feel free to write us anytime at bobandgloria at thereisaseasonshow.com. Well, to put it mildly, we find ourselves in quite a pickle. As documented in the news and by recent phone calls to this program, people are well aware that there have been a series of really poor decisions by our leaders that are affecting us on so many levels. Attributing blame for these poor decisions is one of the main drivers of so much talk radio, and we've done our share here. But regardless of where or who or why we have some of the problems that we do, There are the day-to-day effects that some of these are causing for millions of Americans. And those effects cause real concern and more and more sleepless nights. Yeah, it's uh, hard to watch the news today, Bob. The situation in Ukraine is horrifying. Yeah. And the latest example of human cruelty and evil. And before that, we had the situation with immigration and crime and riots and so many other things, each one dominating the news for a time until the next crisis, it seems. Yeah, it just keeps going on and on. Yeah. Yeah. But an everyday concern, whether or not they feel they can help with some of the larger problems of the world, is their own financial situation, the kitchen table finances of their family. That's for sure. That's something that is an everyday concern for everybody. Because we can't run out. You and I and fix something in Ukraine. There are things we can do. We can donate money. We can talk about how to help refugees, things like that. But we can't fix it and solve it. Other people are doing that. But these things are in our lives. We get the media. It's 24-7. But finances, yeah, they're they're all the time, right? We always think about them in the background. And no matter which poll you follow uh, that illustrates the top concerns of Americans, one phrase that I'm sure floats around in your minds from time to time or at least a variation of it, was the famous quote from James Carville during Bill Clinton's 1992 presidential campaign. (laughs) It's the economy, stupid. That's the point he drove home to Clinton campaign workers, who seemed to be muddling around, in the middle of an ongoing recession. And right on the heels of, remember this? 90% approval ratings for the then incumbent Elder George Bush following the war in the Persian Gulf. He was flying high. In, in the polls, 90% approval. But when the economy turned, yep. after 91 into 92, things changed. So in other words, if there is economic unrest, that beats just about everything else on a poll. doesn't matter what's going on. People have problems with their, their pocketbook. It's a big deal. Jumps right That's to the right. top. That's right. I'd have to say that while we have access to so much news on so many issues that, yes, you know, the real life stuff that we encounter, all of it. It tends to grab our attention, right? Yep. Another example, beyond 
health concerns with COVID these last couple of years. Many people felt a financial threat to their jobs from lockdowns or from mandates. You know, if you take away a paycheck, it's a really powerful thing. Though. It's a huge thing. And that, that yeah. even for people, you know, whether you had COVID or not, or you'd been through it or you knew somebody, suddenly when it moved out of that arena is just a health concern right. to, well, now you're going to take away my livelihood and how I support my family. That's a big deal. Sure is. And as always, whether you've suffered a severe financial setback from a health emergency or a divorce or some other loss, or whether the cost of living is simply outstripping your ability to stay above water, the economy, your home economics, often take center stage. So as it seems to be the path that our country wanders, we um, are once again facing inflation, very probably a, a recession. We don't know for sure, but you know, people define that differently, but we could be looking at another recession. And some experts have warned the prospect of stagflation, wherein we get that double threat of inflation and unemployment. What we'd like to know today is what you're doing about it. 457-1290 is the number to join the conversation. Now, whether it's high prices at the pump, national average today is about 430 per gallon. And the price in this area, Bob, I think is right around right around 390 a gallon yeah. um, or just under that. Or what you're seeing in the stores or at the commercial lever, level, say if you're a contractor, for instance, or some other walk of life, we'd like to know how this economy is affecting you and what your plans are for dealing with your economic concerns and pressures. 937-457-1290 is the number to call. A key barometer of how the economy is doing at the, the grassroots everyday level is the Consumer Price Index. You've probably heard about that, the CPI. This is the measure over time of prices paid by consumers for a market basket of goods and services. I used to think of it actually as like a bag of groceries, but the <laughs> definite <laughs> one bag, and that, that's when it was paper, not plastic, right? Because a paper bag used to be able to hold more. <laughs> you're, you're telling your age. Your well, some people, some people do paper, I think, somewhere. Anyway, um, yes. It's a measure of this market basket of goods and service. The CPI typically measures eight major groups of spending, including housing, apparel, transportation, education and communication, recreation, medical care, food and beverages, and some other goods and services. It measures about 80,000 items in total and is considered a good but not perfect snapshot of the economy. In the 12-month calendar year from January 2021 through the end of this recent December, the Consumer Price Index rose 7.5%, representing the largest 23-month increase in the CPI since February of 1982. That was 40 years ago, Bob. Um, energy has led the charge to increased prices, but other categories, including food, up nearly 8% from a year ago, have contributed to the current inflationary pressures that we're seeing today. So let's let's just take a quick scan here. You do more shopping probably at the grocery level than I do. It's it's not a common thing I do. <laughs> what have you noticed? What what items in particular have gone Meat. through the roof? Meat. Meat. That I've noticed that in particular, and other things like um, cereal. It's, you know, cereal is always kind of expensive for what it is, what you get in the box. So I would say meat, cereal, and any kind of snackage <laughs> like chips. And, you know, years ago, we talked about how not only it was the price going up, but if you, most people don't pay attention, you know, the bag looks the same size, but it's mostly like air where yeah. there's just less ounces, yeah. but nobody's paying attention. Ice cream is well, a fine example oh, yeah. of that. There's no half, half gallon. Right. There's no there's half gallon. There's none of that anymore. They kind of make it look like a half gallon. But right? it's, 
it's not. Yeah. So people don't realize it, but even if the price is relatively the same, which it isn't, those things are going up as well. It's really even more than the the sticker on the shelf, the price, because you're getting less product for your dollar. Yeah. And it's, and it, it adds up I after a while. Kind I mean, of it a, really does. This is going to sound corny, but my family will, will, will think it's corny. I even <laughs> noticed on something as simple as English muffins. Uh-huh. If you take out an English muffin now, it's not you're, the it, way it I used to be. I knew you were going to say it. They're flatter, aren't they? they? Well, they've kind of like taken, puffy. they've beveled the top edge. So the bottom one is flat and the top one's smaller. I'm going, some bean counter There's, somewhere said, we're going to cut back on how much yeah. goes into an English muffin, change yeah, the molds. if you were to weigh it. It would weigh less in what grams? Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So English muffins, a uh, real, real bad part of the economy. I've noticed it in things like uh, fuel, uh, propane. We use some propane. Oh, yeah. And try to get like a level price or like a lock-in price for a season. That went up almost twenty percent this year. Yeah, and even electricity. We don't have any fuel for our property other than a propane gas cooktop. But our electric bill has even, you know, I think it's went up about six percent. Yeah, and certainly if, if you're in the in the business of uh, you know driving a larger vehicle, you drive uh, it for work. I was yeah. I was heard, caught something on uh, one of the shows this week about people who had to drive a long way. I think it was out west in a large vehicle like a pickup truck, right. and it was costing them three hundred dollars to go to work and back. And people were saying you'd better off just stay at a motel, you know, overnight rather than make that commute, stay a few days. These are the kinds of things that are affecting people. And the bottom line. Right. And I mean, if we all drive our vehicles just to and from the store to run errands or whatever, you know, we can become more efficient in our routes and in our trips out. But somebody who actually drives a larger vehicle for a living, a construction worker, a semi truck driver, because they all have to they have like huge tanks. Right. It's really going to affect them. And that's why we're seeing our prices go up. Anything for delivery, you know. I mean, the prices are going to have to go up because it costs so much more to transport these products to us. That's yeah, another yeah. another issue. One other thing we've been seeing and talking about for a long time is the labor situation, right? Mm. COVID put millions of people out of work temporarily. Initially, we had that big 30% drawdown on the economy when it first happened in 2020. But it would seem that many, many businesses will still make the claim they can't find people to work. Is this simply the malaise of the working class? Nobody wants to work anymore? Or has the printing of money at the federal level wrecked the market for not only uh, what people have to be paid, but even to get them off the couch? If you're in business with dozens and or hundreds of employees, what do you do? These are these are real life things going on right now, and we'd love to know what you think. Four five seven twelve ninety. Let's welcome. Here's a name I love. Here's Bob from Tip City. Bob, welcome. <laughs> good morning. Hey, good morning. Um, we're looking at. Uh you know, your hard goods supplies, your, your dollar is going to buy less. And whether you're operating a small business or you're looking at home, you, you can buy ahead on some of this stuff. But what we have to caution for is that there isn't a lot of hoarding, like the toilet paper problem before. Right. I mean, you, a business can look ahead and say, okay, I'm going to use so much of this in the next six months. If you've got the cash for it, you're buying it, you're actually staying ahead. But we don't want to cause panic buying or people trying to store gasoline, which isn't safe, and, no. <laughs> and, and the like. But there are some things that you can do. Many businesses that we're encountering now are actually uh, allotting how much you're allowed to buy. So they're already a tightening in the market. We had a bad supply chain before the war, mm-hmm. and it will remain with us. So if you can justify to you know some of this expense at your home end, 
or in your business end and your vendors will let you, as long as you're not hoarding a two or three year supply or, you know, some of these people who resell it for profit, that's going to help you, you and your personal end in your business. Right, right. You don't want to further the, uh, the, the scarcity issue. You know, we already have too many dollars chasing too few products out there. And so in any local market, if you go out and you hoard a bunch of stuff and, and that, that basically takes it out of other people's hands and creates additional inflationary pressure. Um, what line of work are you in? Well, we're in a small machine manufacturing facility in Tip City. What's the number one thing that you are facing as far as a cost increase? Is it a material thing or is it labor or what? Well, we can't get labor. Nobody can get labor. Um, materials are going up and, you know, we're being limited. There's a product that we get that actually is comes from the Baltics, which is gone now. Right. And, and so, you know, you have to look at alternatives. Uh, but, uh, you know, the labor thing and wanting to try to take care of everybody and make sure everybody gets enough pay with it, with this diminishing dollar. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and lack of education in the workforce. So all your old guys retired and they're not coming back. All the walk around knowledge. Hey, Bob, can you hang on for a minute? I wouldn't mind having you come back after the break. Are you able to stay? Oh, a little bit. Sure. Okay. I'll be right back. For everyone else, how is the economy affecting you? What is making you feel the pinch? And what are your plans for dealing with it? 937-457-1290 to be part of our conversation today. 937-457-1290 about the economy and inflation. We're back with more after this. You are listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7. WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to There is a Season. I'm Bob. And I'm Gloria. We're talking about the economy today. We're talking about inflation. What's hurting you? Where are you feeling the pinch? How can people get in touch with us today, Gloria? Give us a call here in the studio at 937-457-1290. As uh, James Carville said, he's not my favorite guy, but he certainly has had some key insights over the years. And he said, it's the economy, stupid. He was the one who coined that phrase over 30 years ago or right around 30 years ago. And we'd love to know in your in your world what's going on, uh, what's hurting you economically. Now, we had uh, Bob on the phone here from Tip City. I want to come back to him because he was talking a little bit about uh, some of the labor issues. Bob, thanks for hanging on. Appreciate it. Sure. And uh, one of the things you pointed out in our brief chat here offline was um, related to some other topics we, we've talked about here on the program, the whole idea of labor. And you were saying something about some age discrimination you think goes on in the market and maybe some of the younger people gaming... Uh, unemployment. Can you talk about that for just a bit? Yeah, sure. I have some friends that are in their uh, early 60s. Uh, they've been laid off or let go, whether it was COVID or downsizing the company or offshoring, whatever it was, and they, they cannot get a job. And they're smart and they're computer savvy or computer programmers and they've got skills. And they get, a, they get the interview and they get in in front of somebody and then the whole thing goes south. Hmm. And they have good interview skills and the like, and they can only be based on the fact that, you know, hey, this guy can only work for three years and he's going to retire on me. And so we're seeing that. We're also seeing that there are uh, some of the other people are younger might be bouncing between jobs because they can get unemployment if they get fired. They go work for somebody else for a handful of weeks. Uh, they get fired from there. 
but they can still extend their unemployment. So there's there's a little of that going. Wow. It, and a lot it, of people living with mom and dad, I'm assuming, you know, just kind of because sure, you said, I, you said about the child I, tax I, credit. The guy that I work with is in his early 70s and his his boy and his wife and the uh, the little kid all moved in with him because they lost their apartment during COVID and they lost their jobs. And uh, he wanted to work. And so the old man wanted to work. He's in work and he's in his early 70s, but he's, he does good work. And, you know, it doesn't matter to me how old a guy is as long as he can do the job. Yeah. But I guess the kid is sitting at home and, uh, you know, he has no overhead. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I still don't understand because they're everybody's hiring, even jobs that don't require any skill. You know, our fast food restaurants. I mean, they're pretty much these employers will take anybody off the street in the I'm not talking about, you know, the engineering or the IT maybe. But I don't get it when people say, I don't have a job, I don't have any money. There is work out there for almost anybody. And some anybody. places are paying considerably more than they were just a few years ago. Oh, yeah. You know, in, in the warehousing and logistics realm, you'll see people at $17, $18, 19 an hour. This is the, the healthcare, was paying that you know, aids in the hospitals. I mean, you can get a job. I don't know if people have become... Um, they, they want more. They just expect more money now well, per hour. And I'm not saying that's an awful thing. You're looking for an easy way out. You, you, you've got your TikTok and Instagram and all this stuff, and one out of a million or one out of two million of those, somebody makes a killing. and they So people see this, and they're yeah. spending so much time on social media. I, yeah, I think uh, you're right. And just involved with the, the digital world that they're not even, they don't even care anymore. It's almost like they're in a trance. <laughs> yes. We, I think, I think you have something like there. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Bob, I appreciate you calling in. I hope things work out for you um, going forward. And if you'd uh, like to call back and give us an update on how the economy is affecting you, feel free, okay? It's going to change every day. You just got to be able to move with it. You got to stay nimble. Yes. Thanks a lot. Thanks for calling. Take care. When we come back after the news, we're going to talk more about the economy and also ask the question, you know, beyond the price of the pump or groceries, what else is going on in your world that's creating some kind of inflationary or economic pressure? We're also going to talk about how Americans are getting raises, but most are worried that it's not enough to keep up with skyrocketing prices. And also uh, some tips from inflation survivors from the last time. Now, when do you think the last time was that we had inflation? A lot of people might say, well, I know it's the Great Recession or whatever. We're going back a little farther than that. We are. Back uh, to when things were like 19 percent, you yeah. know, uh, on interest back, rates. Back in uh, the 1980s. Right. So if you were from that era, we'd love to hear from yeah. you. Uh, we're going to have some advice from survivors of the 1980s on the whole issue of dealing with inflation, dealing with this tough economy, and maybe what's coming ahead. 457-1290, 937-457-1290 when we return. You're listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7, WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to There is a Season, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf. And I'm Gloria Shanahan. 457-1290 is the number to join us today as we discuss the economy. Inflation is rearing its ugly head, and we may be heading for another recession, according to some experts. 
What about in your world? Where are costs affecting you? And what are you doing about them? Give us a call, 937-457-1290. Nearly 9 in 10 adults say they are at least somewhat concerned about inflation, according to a survey conducted February uh, by the online research firm Momentive. And uh, this is done for the New York Times. Worry about rising prices cut across generational, racial, and partisan lines. About 85% of Democrats and 96% of Republicans said they were concerned about inflation. Also, U.S. workers are hot off their biggest pay bumps in two decades. We've talked about the rising cost of labor in some fields. But most fear inflation still has them beat, according to a survey. Yes, 62% of American workers worry their paychecks won't keep pace with higher prices. And this is a survey from the Conference Board. That concern does vary among generations. While nearly three-quarters of millennials are worried about inflation overtaking pay growth, 59% of baby boomers share the same concerns. So, yes, as we said, 457-1290, if you'd like to weigh in on this, are you concerned about it and where? Where in your uh, pocketbook is it is it really hurting? And what are your plans? Are you going to retool, get a different career, start saving money and going without? We'd love to know what's on your mind in this regard. Chris from Centerville has been waiting to talk about inflation. Chris, welcome to the program. Hey, how's it going? All right. What's, uh, uh, what's affecting you? Well, uh, so last November, my wife's car ended up breaking down. We needed a new one. And so we went car shopping. I want to say we went to like five or six different uh, dealerships looking at cars. Each one that we went to, they either had a shortage of uh, inventory, so we'd have to be put on a waiting list, or the ones that they had there, the MSRP price was set for one number but the actual price would be set for an additional three to five thousand dollars on top of it wow just because they had it in inventory yep demand was oh driving my that. goodness i and i can tell you of another instance where uh something similar um somebody i know was looking for a new vehicle same thing uh three to four thousand over msrp and then there was an additional package that had been added, well, not really added yet. It was like $1,700, and that would have been for like scotch guarding, under um, coating on the undercarriage of the car, and it wasn't optional. Interesting. Yeah, uh, that's what ended up <laughs> happening with us as well. I We needed the car, so I had to bite the bullet for it, but yeah. it's So the vehicle mm-hmm. that we ended up walking away with was, they sold it to us as MSRP, but they had that additional package, so we still ended up having to pay extra for it. Yeah, that's yeah. how they're making their money, because that's not a material cost. I mean, you know, scotch right. garden, undercarriage. They're spray. making up for right. a loss of sales by, you know, sticking it to anybody who does buy a car. Yes. And it's not just now in the in the new car market. Obviously, you had a story here before we got on the air about the used car market. Uh, which everybody knows has been kind of high price, but just tell right. the story. Well, first, first off, you know, I, I have to be shocked at the cost of pickup trucks. Okay, but I have I was wandering around waiting for a phone call, and I was near a car dealership outdoors, so I was looking at the used pickup trucks, and I couldn't see the year on this this truck. It was beautiful, you know, blah blah blah. It looked brand new to me. However, I could see that it had nearly thirty five thousand miles on it. And that's low mileage for a truck. However, it's used. And I saw the price, and I couldn't believe it. It was nearly eighty-five thousand dollars. 
And I just was blown away. And I'm seeing other models, you know, of an S, you know, normal average size SUVs that are just unbelievable, like a 2017 for like $54,000 yeah. with 90,000 miles right, on just it. Ridiculous I'm going, what? Mud. So, yeah, Chris, <laughs> I, I, you know, there, no no favorites or no, uh, no great benefit to shop in the used car market. Did you look no. at that yourself at, at all? Yeah. We looked at it, but when I called my bank to get the loan for the new car, they told me, like, this is only good for brand new cars or yeah. <laughs> certified pre-owned. We won't do used because the quality and the price, we can't justify it. Yeah. 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 If, yeah. If you, our, our bank told us that. Yeah, because so. if you went belly up, they would not be able to recoup that money on the actual market. Right. Yeah. Well, Chris, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you finally got some wheels. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's it's just tough. And anytime you have those large capital outlays, I mean, they just hit your pocketbook, boom, just yeah. like that. And you got to find some other way to to shoehorn it in there. Something else has got to give. What did you uh, cut back on to accommodate that, if anything? Time at home. I've been uh, applying for overtime left and right. So there you go. So you're, and he's one of the people who's actually in the workforce. In the workforce and looking for more work. Hats off to you. We should come and pinch you and just say, okay, (laughs) this is a real human body. Chris, thanks for the call today. Yep. Good luck to you, okay? Let's welcome uh, Greg from Xenia. Greg, welcome to There is a Season. How are you? I'm well. How are you today? I'm doing okay. And uh, says uh, you were struggling to get some work for a while. Yeah, I'm a 60 pluser. And uh, I was laid off from my job of 12 years because the company closed. Mm -hmm. And I thought, no problem. I mean, I have 20 years customer service experience. I have banking background. I'll find a job quick. Now, it took 18 months. And I ended up paying COBRA course all that time right because i have a disabled wife and a disabled son at home but and i when i finally found a job it's 35 miles from xenia and in a completely different area of where my expertise really lies huh why do you think I'm it I'm sorry? Why do you think it took so long to find a job? I mean, what do you think is the reason? You really think it was just your age, even though people are begging for employees? Absolutely. So the cost of maybe benefits and not enough time left for return ROI on, you know, the company? Do you think that's it? I'm sure that's it. Hmm. What is so weird about this is that the, you know, the the whole uh, relationship uh, you know, we're, we're years away from the people who could say, yeah, I worked 20 or 30 years for a company. Oh, yeah. That that right. whole thing went out the window. And companies don't offer any kind of great promise or protection for employees. I don't care what they say, what awards they win from year to year. Uh, somebody makes a decision someplace and takes out an entire area of the company or an entire level of employee for financial reasons. And they do it, and you're shown the door that day. Uh, yep that's the economy. So we're supposed to somehow feel like we got to go and almost oversell ourselves to say, Hey, I'm really of value to your company. Who is the one who's making the screening call that wouldn't hire somebody like you? Is that an HR person or is that a hiring manager? Who's making that call? 
probably an HR person in in the several cases that I had where I went in for interviews and spoke to managers of the departments and an HR person. When I left, in some of the cases, I thought I had a really good shot because the manager really appreciated my experience, my enthusiasm, my work ethic. Um, I mean, I went nine years, never missed a day of work. So, But the HR uh, people obviously had a different criteria. Yeah, I mean, you know, they look at me and they say, well, you know, you're 60-plus. You're only going to be around for maximum 10 years. <laughs> you know, I mean, really. Yeah, well, that's, that's not bad in this day and age to have somebody show up for 10 years, you know. Right. According to the last caller, some people are showing up for 30 days and then filing right. for unemployment. So I had, I had one case where I had a friend of mine hired, uh, a person that I had worked with, at the other company, was hired by a credit union, worked for three weeks, and apparently said something that offended some young person that was working there and ended up getting let go. Wow. Ridiculous. You know, I mean, it's just, it's stupid. Yeah. These people need to wake up. These young I have nothing against young people joining a workforce. You know, we need them to carry on. But, you know, you can't be that sensitive. Right. It's, it, it, Sit them yeah. down let them listen to George Carlin for an hour. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that'd be I a mean, good idea. <laughs> hey, Greg, uh, I'm glad you did find something. Uh, I know you got a, a lot on your plate there, uh, but you are a, a scrambler, somebody who's, who's innovative and still still kicking, still trying to find a way to solve these problems, and that is admirable. That's all you can do today. Yeah, yeah. Well, good luck to you, Greg, okay? I I appreciate you calling in. Thank you very much. You have a great day. You take care. you, too. All right, bye. Bye Bye-bye. 457-1290, we're talking about the economy and inflation, and we promised you some some tips from people who had been through this before, Uh, and we're talking now late 70s, early 80s, and uh, here's here's somebody who remembered his mom talking about something. Yes, Blaze Joan remembers his mother talking about the rising price of milk and his father's determination to keep their home's heating bill down. Tactics that included turning the thermostat to 62 degrees at bedtime. He says, I swear I could see my breath when I got up. <laughs> Dr. Jones, who is now 59 years old and a pediatric neuroradiologist in Cincinnati. With energy costs rising quickly, Dr. Jones is now following in his father's lead, dialing the heat down to 65 degrees at night. He was the youngest of three sons, and he remembers getting up at 4.30 a.m. twice a week to fill up the family station wagon and try to beat the lines at the pump during the 1979 energy crisis. He put the car in neutral when driving downhill to save gas. <laughs> yes, which a lot so, of people don't recommend. Desperate measures. Yeah. And we could be back at that again, some of us. You never know. The uh, the spell of rapidly uh, rising prices left a lasting impression on Dr. Jones. He and his wife have long been frugal. They live in a smaller house than they can afford. They prefer saving for a rainy day instead of spending money for a new car or jewelry. or you know, And they pay off their credit cards each month. He says, I have a pathological debt aversion. 
Early experiences with money stress, such as prolonged periods of inflation, have lasting effects on spending and saving habits, said Dan Egan, Managing Director of Behavioral Finance and Investing at the investment advice company Betterment, LLC. The younger you are during a negative financial event, the deeper impression it can leave. Anybody who's got any kind of tie back to the Depression or grew up with somebody who was tied to the Depression knows exactly what we're talking about here. Uh, in the early early 1980s, Linda Gadkowski was a teacher and mother of three young daughters in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. High prices for children's items and groceries pushed her to become thrifty since her family didn't have extra money to help cushion the impact of rising prices. And she goes on to say that instead of going to the movies or having fast food for dinner, which is what her girls really wanted, she would take them strawberry picking and taught them to can berries and other fruits and vegetables. Back in the 80s, she made knockoff Cabbage Patch Kid dolls instead of buying the then-hot items at the store. She also would take her children to local thrift stores to purchase baby clothes for their dolls. She's now 77 and a retired financial planner, and she continues to shop at thrift stores and said that inflation gives her flashbacks to the 1980s. She recently bought a $5 table for her home in Naples, Florida. And she she does, she says, you can't control inflation, but you can get a little creative to try to lessen its effects. Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. I think we're going to go to the break just a, a hair early here and come back and talk to Helen uh, from Sydney, if you can hang on. And there may be room for you if you'd like to get in as we talk about the economy and inflation. What are some, some steps you're taking to be frugal or to deal with some of the costs of living right now? Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. You're listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7, WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7, WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to There is a Season. I'm Bob. And I'm Gloria. And we are going to dispense with all else and get our callers on the air as fast as we can. That's what I always like to do, Bob. We're talking about inflation and the economy, and uh, Helen's been waiting here dutifully, and we'll welcome her to the program. Helen, thanks for joining us. Good morning. You're a, a good morning to you. You're you're a business owner, and um, what was the yeah. the big thing that you were saying in, in line with some of the other stuff we've heard here today? Well, I, I agree absolutely that um, the younger generation, for whatever reasons, they do not want to work hard um, and start at the bottom and work their way up, as we did, and. Um, you know, no one gave us anything opening our own business, and we've worked tirelessly, sometimes seven days a week, whatever we needed to do to succeed. And that's kind of gone. I don't see a lot of the younger generation wanting to. They're, they're not hungry. Um, they've been given so much free, free, free everything that they lost that drive. And it's expected. And so if we can't hire employees to do our work, um, we've just decided to replace them with a with machines that uh-huh. do the work um, instead of the employees. Uh, they didn't give us a choice. We were talking. Uh, well, 
Gloria and I have, have talking about our experience. I started working when I was 15, and you said you mm-hmm. were I was, 14? I was 14. And my father-in-law mm-hmm. was telling me he started working when he was 13. And the whole well, thing was I, the minute you turned 13, you went out and you got right. a job. It was a, a source right. of pride. Right. Well, I didn't have that luxury of going to get a job, but I worked at home on a huge farm. I didn't make money, but I got to eat. Exactly, uh, even though you probably were part of the family. um, So we worked um, on our farm, and it was a good upbringing, and it taught us a great work ethic. So while other kids were at the swimming pool all summer, um, I was working. Yeah. Well, it, it lasts with you for a lifetime once, you, once you've done Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah, the work Absolutely. ethic does. Yeah, yeah. Ha- and there's nothing wrong with working hard and getting dirty and sweating a little bit. Um, you just appreciate everything you have if you've earned it yourself. Absolutely. Agreed. Thank oh, you for Thank calling. you very much for the call today. Okay, good luck to thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Jeff, uh, thanks for calling. And uh, we're, we've just got a couple of minutes left. What was the thing that you were finding uh, trying to find a job? Well, I was finding the same thing kind of Greg was. I'm 63, and I've got tremendous experience in a lot of different fields. And I've found when I've sent my resume out or have gotten calls back, either they come across with this saying, hey, you've got a lot of experience, but, um, you know, we, we're, with this job, you're going to be way overqualified. And so they don't, never, they don't call back the second time because they feel, well, you know, they wouldn't be able to pay me to be uh, compensated. And pay isn't really the thing I'm going after. I'm going after kind of staying busy and staying in the industries. Mm-hmm. And uh, But the HR, the HR people, one, because you're getting interviewed by somebody that's probably 20 years younger than you. And, uh, you know, you're, you, I started talking to a few of them that don't even grasp the, the content of the workload and the things that you do that they even understand. So you're talking to somebody that has no idea of what the job is to try to, you know, pre-qualify you to even get the job. And you mentioned something that I've seen in a lot of ads, which is they may put 20 or 30 things down there. It's kind of like a Christmas list of things they would love in the ideal employee. But in a way, those are used to screen people out. Because if you don't check all the boxes, it gives them a reason to say no. Exactly. And then they'll plus, the thing that I really love is they'll come out with those 20 or 30 qualifying things that they want. And they'll say, well, we'll start you $18 an hour, you know. (laughs) And they expect, you know, you, if you have all these qualifications, that you're going to come and work for them. You know, what do you think it costs you to get these qualifications? And uh, so it's really, yeah. you know, it's almost a slap in the face that they want all these qualifications, but they don't want to have to pay for you to get the qualifications or well as pay compensate you for having those compensate for those uh, qualifications. Yeah, we, we definitely have more on this subject. And I'm going to welcome you back next time we uh, talk about this whole area on the air. Okay, Jeff, I thanks for calling it, today. You take Thanks care. A lot. Have a great weekend. You too. Best of luck. Wow. Uh, a lot going on here and, and certainly plenty of room to talk more in, in the future. We've got some good programs that are going to tie in this uh, with this in the future. One of them that kind of overlaps is this whole idea of failure to launch, uh, which, you know, nice term from NASA, failure to launch. But an awful lot of people are feeling it here with yep. kids and, and whatnot. Thank you for your calls today. We got to go out of time here. Remember, dear friends, seek grace in every step you take and reach out to someone around you. Offer them a kind word or a hand. A lot of people need help. 